0: Welcome to the Lead Your Life Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am thrilled you are here with me on this second episode of 2022. The year has kicked in. We are started. Engines are revving. And how are you feeling? How are you feeling about 2022? I have to tell you, I am feeling optimistic. Um, you know, I had some time to really rest and recuperate and just reassess a lot of things during the holidays. I had my kids home. I had all my birdies in my nest. And It just felt great to spend time with family. It felt great to just take some time off and really decompress and disconnect. I really didn't even check email the entire time, probably most of December, actually. And it just felt good. It felt good to give myself that space. And the people I've been coaching, both individually, as well as in the groups I've been coaching, people were exhausted at the end of the year, myself included. It was just, it was exhausting. It's been tough. And then you layer on COVID on top of everything. And the end of the year was really, really exhausting. I know I'm hitting 2022, just feeling really rejuvenated and excited about the possibilities of this year. So we started out our first episode of the year. And if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to it. But I really invite you to shake things up and to think about things differently with regard to New Year's resolutions. This is the time of year people are making really big, ambitious goals for themselves. And the statistics show that, unfortunately, by the first or second week of February, most people have abandoned their resolutions And so in last week's episode, I talked about all the reasons why that happens. It's no fault of our own. It's the way we're built. But we do have to find a better way. And so this is going to be part one of a two-part series on how we build better habits for ourselves. And how do we go about doing that? If resolutions don't work, what what do we replace them with? And I am a huge fan of James Clear, who writes the book, Atomic Habits. And we're going to be talking about how to build habits for success. So that's what we're predominantly going to be talking about this episode. And then next week, we're going to be talking about once you have built those habits, what do you do when you get off track? How do you stay on track with building those habits over and over again? And how do you stay consistent consistency is the hardest part for most people. That's why people hire coaches, because they need that accountability. And I'm going to make an assumption here, because let's get real. If you're listening to this podcast, you are someone who is interested in your personal growth. You're someone who's probably high achieving, you want to get to the next level, or you want to scale your business, whatever it may be. And You're the kind of person that has the answers. You know what you need to be doing. You might need the confidence, you might need the habits, and you might need the accountability to get there, but we all need that type of support. Absolutely. We all need that type of support. And I'm glad you're here because you can get it through this podcast. You can also call me, DM me, reach out on LinkedIn on Facebook, on Instagram, I'm pretty much everywhere. So you can always contact me as well. That is the benefit of having a coach. As we're talking about building habits for success, so you can reach your big, audacious, ambitious goals for 2022. I want that for you. And there is no better way to achieve that by having an accountability partner having a coach in your corner that helps you reduce the roadblocks, identify the challenges, and then helps you get over those hurdles and helps hold you accountable to the goals that you want to achieve for yourself. So hiring a a coach to help you one-on-one can be super helpful. Clients typically hire me in six-month increments And we have a six-month engagement where we're really focused in on what are those key goals for that six months. And my goal is to set you free after the six months. But what happens is my clients end up achieving so much within that six months that they hire me again. And then we get to the end of a year. And they said, you know what? I never realized I could accomplish this much in a year. And so I want to continue hiring you. And I have had clients now that I'm seeing for four years at this point, which is so gratifying. And it's so amazing to be on that journey with them, seeing them continually grow and change and uplevel themselves, their skills, their positions, and really achieving more than anything, that true fulfillment and happiness and having them just be genuinely pumped up and super excited about the life that they're living. It is such an amazing journey for me to be on that path with people as they're going through that. I find it just such a privilege to be in that role with someone. It's such a great, amazing, intimate relationship. And if you're interested in something like that, please reach out. The other opportunity that comes about is doing it in community with others. And Lori Tabb, my business partner and I are launching our eighth cohort of the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab. And I talk about this all the time on the podcast because here again, you know, I have great results with private one-on-one coaching, but the Women Leading Powerfully Leadership Lab is also a transformative experience and it's in community with other women. So it's a small group, 12 to 15 women. And we go through a 12-week program together where we're coaching you, but the real magic happens with all of the insights and the accountability and the friendships and the growth that happens when all the women are sharing with each other and they're learning from each other and they're building those relationships with each other that are lifelong relationships. So we, we've we had every single group leave and have people in those groups just continue on those relationships with each other. So I invite you to check it out. We go to womenleadingpowerfully.com. Again, we have a new cohort starting at the end of February, February 28th, and we are taking applications. And like I said, it's for a small group of people. So definitely apply now so you can guarantee your seat. We would love to have you in that community. And part of that community kind of transitioning back to the subject at hand is building habits and building habits, a great way to build habits are in community with other people when you have that accountability. But first, I want to dive into why do we develop bad habits? Why is it so easy to develop bad habits like procrastination or overeating or wasting time on social media? When we should be exercising or just simply not doing the things that we know are going to be better for ourselves. Not asking for that promotion. Maybe not taking action on writing that book that you've been thinking about for the last four years, whatever it may be. And when we really dive deep under why do we have these bad habits? Because before we could build good habits, we need to understand why do we have bad habits? And I first want to just let you know, it is not your fault. The main reason why we develop bad habits is because of two things, stress and boredom. So really, most of the time, our our bad habits are simply a way of dealing with this overwhelming stress that we have in our lives. I would say that's probably the majority of my listeners. You probably have a lot of stress. I wouldn't say that you're probably bored But for the most of of us, it has to do with stress. We are overwhelmed and completely burdened. We have so much on our plates. And when we become overwhelmed, it's just easier to procrastinate. So it could be anything from overspending to drinking too much, you know, either during the week or on the weekends. It could be eating as a way to fill up to reduce the stress. Because you're also feeding the cortisol. We get an overload of cortisol in our system when we are over when we're overstressed, and you know, eating carbs, uh, drinking, even being on social media can actually absorb that cortisol because it's that feel good. It's that momentary feel good that makes us feel better in the moment because we are so stressed out. The reality is it doesn't have to be that way. When we become mindful of why am I doing this? Why am I procrastinating? Why am I eating? Why am I drinking too much? Why am I shopping? Why am I on social media? When we can understand the why behind it, it's easier for us to build good habits. Now, underneath stress and boredom, there could be deeper issues going on. It could be a lack of confidence. So it's easier just to play small. It could be maybe you don't feel like you're worth it. So you're going to put off writing that book. Maybe you're not believing in yourself. So it could be some limiting belief a fear coming up. And I just had this happen in a group coaching call today. We were talking about, as a group, I posed the question, what do you want to let go of in 2021? Like, what did you let go of that you don't want to bring into 2022? And one of the women in the group, said the most amazing thing. She said, you know, I realized in 2021, I was playing small. I have the same job. I report to the same CEO and nothing has changed. But I just started saying, fuck it. (laughs) And I started really getting behind the things I was passionate about. I stopped mentally. I made the mindset shift to stop asking for permission and I just started to care less. Now, she owned and we all knew that she cares a lot about her job. She cares so much about her team. So it's not that she didn't care less. You know, it's not that she started caring less about those things. But what she was really talking about is she started caring less about what others thought. And when we dove a little deeper, it's because she really really started owning her value. And that gave her the opportunity to start caring less what others thought. When we have that internal validation of who we are and we really know our worth and what we bring to the table, we really become fearless. And it's letting go of that fear, those limiting beliefs that really propel us to move forward in such a strong Powerful, ambitious way. So, I invite you to think about what would happen if you started to care less about what people thought of you, if you started to care less about that external validation, and you really started trusting and owning for yourself what could be possible, what could be possible for your team, what could be possible for yourself. And you started playing bigger. So that's a whole other podcast episode, but I just want to point that out because sometimes underneath our bad habits are these deeper underlying issues that and challenges that we really need to address. So you don't necessarily need to eliminate a bad habit, but as James Clare talks about in Atomic Habits, you don't eliminate a bad habit, you replace it with something better. So all the habits that you have right now in your life, either good or bad, are in your life for a reason. They've provided a benefit to you, even if they're bad for you. Like I said, even those habits that if we're eating too much or drinking too much or procrastinating too much, those are a way of protecting ourselves from the overwhelming stress or boredom that consume our lives. And so we start by talking about what is the real goal? The real goal is to replace bad habits with good ones. And we aren't talking about completely turning your life upside down and changing all of your habits and making these cataclysmic changes. We're talking about making a 1% difference, just 1%. And if you do that over time, it makes a big difference. I love what James Clear says in the book. He says, Habits, are the compound interest of self-improvement. When we think about investing when we're young and the power of compound interest, it's the same thing with habits. And I also love what he says, that your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Think about how powerful that is. And what does it mean for you to own that? That your outcomes are a lagging measure of your habits. Your net worth is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is a lagging measure of your learning habits. Your clutter is a lagging measure of your cleaning habits. You get what you repeat. It's so true, and I think sometimes so hard to swallow, but we don't just wake up 20 pounds heavier. Those are bad habits that we've developed over time, And it's the accumulation of those habits. And then we go in with the mindset that all of a sudden we're going to change one day and everything's going to turn around. Well, good habits also take time to have those cumulative effects. James also says, if you want to predict where you'll end up in life, all you have to do is follow the curve of tiny grains or tiny losses and see how your daily choices will compound 10 or 20 years down the line? Are you spending less than you earn each month? Are you making it to the gym each week? Are you reading books and learning something new each day? Those tiny battles are the ones that will define your future self. And so how are you investing in yourself? And what I find with so many of, especially my female coaching clients, is we are so focused in on everyone else. We're focusing on their success, on their well-being. We make sure that the kids get to soccer practice and gymnastics practice and everything else. And we don't leave time for ourselves to either read or to improve upon ourselves or to exercise or to take the time to build a new resume. We put everyone else first. And so I invite you to think about How many habits can you build for yourself? And where are you going to start saying yes to yourself? To start putting yourself on equal playing ground with your team members, with your kids, with your spouse, with your partner, whomever, because you matter. And it's so important for you to own that so you can start building good habits for yourself. I truly believe that this is the biggest opportunity for women in 2022. How are you going to start putting yourself first? How are you going to start managing yourself into your calendar? How are you going to build habits with yourself in mind? Not everyone else, but yourself. And I'm not asking you to abandon everyone else in your life, your team, and everyone else. But what I am asking you is to at least set yourself on equal par, on an equal ground with everyone else in your life. And the other thing that's important for us to know is how behavior change happens. So there's really three layers of behavior change. There's a change in your outcomes, a change in your processes, or a change in your identity. And most people end up planning on uh, changing your outcomes. So people want to lose weight. They want to publish a book. They want to win a championship. And like I said, most of the goals are associated at this level of um, behavior change. The second layer is around changing your process. And this level is really concerned with changing your habits and your systems. So implementing a new routine at the gym, uh, decluttering your desk for better workflow, developing a meditation or a consistent exercise practice. And most of the habits you build are at this level. And the third and deepest layer of change is changing your identity. So this change is all about changing your beliefs your worldview, your self-image, your judgments about both yourself and for others. And most of the beliefs, the assumptions and biases you hold are associated with this level of change. The outcomes are about what you get. The processes are about what you do. And the identity is about what you believe. So James talks about in his book, I'm I'm reading directly from the book because I think it's so powerful, is that when it comes to building habits that last, when it comes to building a system of 1% improvements, the problem is not that one level is better or worse than another. All levels of change are useful in their own way. The problem is the direction of change. And what I love about this is he talks about that The process of changing habits um, happens when people are focused on who they want to become, not what they want to do and what they want to achieve. So there's a nuance here. And if you think about it, I'm just sticking with weight loss because it seems to be relevant for most people this time of year. If you think about, you know, do I want to lose? I want to lose 20 pounds versus I want to become a healthy person. Do you see how different that is? You know, losing 20 pounds to me feels like it's it's work every day. And then there's going to be days you hit plateaus, and there's going to be days where you're not getting the results that you want. And then it's easy to give up. But if you want to become a healthy person, you're going to continue to make healthy choices each day no matter what the results are. And so it's a way of being versus doing. I've talked about this on the podcast before about how when we focus in on who we want to be, who we want to be as a leader, who you want to be as a person, as a mother, as a daughter, as a friend, as a leader, it is so much po- more powerful than thinking about what we want to achieve. And when we really get down to building habits on that level, that's what causes us that deep internal fulfillment and that deep internal happiness that is sustaining for a long period of time. Because when we become who we wanna be, it helps us build our confidence. It helps us build, it helps us just get into continuous action, it helps us alleviate fear. And we really become motivated about being our best selves and putting our strengths to their highest and best use. And I love what James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, again, where he says, your identity emerges out of your habits. You're not born with precept beliefs. Every belief that you have about yourself is learned and conditioned through experience. And so when you think about that, you have the opportunity to change that. You have the opportunity to build new habits. You have the opportunity to build a new identity for yourself. And how often do we let our saboteur get in the way? I've talked about the saboteur before in the inner critic. And how often do we say, oh, well, I'm not a writer, or I'm not good at math, or I'm always late, or I'm not a morning person. And think about how we've started to get locked into our identity, and so many times we do it unconsciously. Well, if you are a person that's trying to develop a habit of getting up in the morning, to be healthier, to exercise, maybe you start talking to yourself about being a morning person, about being a writer, or being an artist, or doing those things that really move you and make you so happy. Because our habits, and as we build those habits, and as we get into action, those habits start to shift our identity in ourselves. You can imagine if you build a habit of getting Up in the morning, every morning, and exercising over a course of 30 days, you're probably not going to tell yourself that you're not a morning person anymore. You've become a morning person. So I love this idea of one, deciding the type of person you want to be. And then two, prove it to yourself every day with small wins, those small habits. Make the phone call to sell your art in a gallery get up every morning at 5am and buck the myth that you're a night owl and you can't get up in the morning and that you're not a morning person. Just try it. And with taking action comes confidence. I've talked about this so many times that confidence comes after the action. So as you're building new habits for yourself, really be conscious about your wins and acknowledge yourself and celebrate yourself as you're building those new habits. The reality is you absolutely have the power to change your beliefs about yourself. You have the power to change your habits, which will start to change those beliefs. And your identity is not set in stone. Just because you've been a certain way doesn't mean you have to continue being that way in the future. You have a choice and you have a decision to make in every moment of your life. I was in a group coaching, another group coaching call this t- today, and I heard a woman say, well, I can't do that. I, I don't have time to make for myself. And the reality is that is a choice. She chooses to work so many hours that she doesn't have the opportunity to make time for herself. But that is a choice she's making. And so I invite you, I challenge you to question, where are you saying I can't do something And how can you replace that with a habit that gives you more choice? So again, it's making choices to do 1% better. I don't want you to leave this podcast and, and listen to this thinking, oh my gosh, I have to change my life. I have to turn my life upside down. What is one habit? What is one thing that you can change for yourself today that will help you live into that identity that you want for yourself. I invite you to think about that. I invite you to write it down. And even more so, I invite you to tell somebody. And let it be me. I would love for you to DM me, email me, like I said, you know, send me something on LinkedIn and let me know that one choice that you are making for yourself today because you believe in yourself and because you're worth it. I am so excited to be on this journey with you this year and I'm thrilled that you're here with me every week and I am thrilled that you are committed to making a difference, not only for yourself, but for others. And I know that the habits that you're building for yourself to improve yourself will absolutely have a ripple effect and be inspirational to other people in your life. So think about that. When you are continually running your tank on empty, You're not your best for others. So, how can you take some of that back for yourself and fill up your own gas tank so you're not so empty for everyone else? Next week, we'll be talking about what happens when you get derailed. What happens when you have good intentions and you're off to a good start, but something gets in the way, a challenge comes up, and then you start to revert back to old habits. How do you stay motivated? And how do you stay on the path to success? That's what we'll be here talking about next week. I look forward to the conversation. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself.